What's up, everybody, and welcome to Sacred Living Daily. I'm your host, Jalen Levon, and I want to invite you to an intentional conversation that is meant to help guide or even motivate you where you are right now in your journey, wherever that may be. So I really hope that you gain something as you listen to this episode. I really hope that you are able to take something from it in any way, shape, or form. If you love this episode, please do not hesitate to share it on your socials. Um, definitely tag us or hashtag Sacred Living Daily. And we will make sure, I will make sure to shout you out all the time. As well, you have the opportunity to join Sacred Living Fam on Patreon. Make sure you check the description box because you can just chime in on the conversations as they are created. So you become really immersed in the journey and in the process of this journey that we're on today. So I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so appreciative that you're here. So go ahead, sit down, relax, and receive whatever is meant for you as we discuss today's topics. All right, guys, see you in the episode. Peace. The Sacred Family, and welcome back to another episode of Sacred Living Daily. If this is your first time tuning in, hello and welcome to the space, okay? I am your host, Jalen Levon, and today we are talking about the sacred daily practice of knowing how to just live life with a proper mindset, okay? Um, Because that is a mindset. Coaching is like a daily practice, Um, especially when we are in this position or in a position, in a position or a season of transition and change, okay? So I want to kind of give some backstory to today's episode, kind of like I always do. Um, Yesterday, I started reading the book, um, The 4-Hour Work Week. Um, if you follow me on my business page, Framepoint Studio, um, I have been really talking about this big season of pivot within my business and within my career as an entrepreneur and, you know, how that has been kind of like, um, and honestly, I shared a little bit about it in the, a few episodes ago, um, the sacred practice of starting over or beginning again, I think is what I named it, but, um, That'll definitely kind of give you some insight on kind of where my mindset was about pivoting and about making change and about transitioning in business yet again and feeling like, you know, processing and transmuting the feeling of, oh, my God, I have to start over. I'm starting from ground zero. This is going to take forever, blah, 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 blah. You know, the things that come up when we are initiating change in our life. And so um, as I was... (laughs) trucking through chapter one yesterday of the four-hour work week which is so far is a really great book um a old (laughs) an old business card from when i worked at a private university as an admissions rep um and my old business card falls out a few pages like you know chapters back and on the back of the card literally this is just i it happened so quickly. I don't even know what made me turn the card over. Um, because when it fell out, it fell out on the, like, with the logo and my name and my old business number and all, I mean, not business number, my old, like, you know, phone number and stuff like that for the, for the company and all that stuff. So I read the back of it. The back of it has my favorite, this is my favorite quote of all time. If you know me, I, you know this, but it is a quote by D.H. Lawrence. And, um, it is the quote of, self-pity. 
And the quote states, I never saw a wild thing, sorry for itself. A bird could drop dead, frozen from a bow without ever feeling sorry for itself. Um, that's it. That's the poem. And I love that poem. My first time ever hearing that poem was watching uh, uh, G.I. Jane with Demi Moore, which is another great movie, another childhood favorite of mine. Um, just seeing, you know, a woman go kick ass in a, a male-dominated uh, community. But uh, whatever. That's the tangent. So anyway, um, and so with that quote, and then underneath that quote, it has a the name of a um, course that I put together years ago. Like, I can't even remember. I, I know that I was still obviously working at this college um when i had this idea and then kind of just seeing how even this process that i'm going to share with you today um how i've been legitimately using it and overcoming and achieving and doing everything that i i once felt like i couldn't do and i find myself here i am back in my own system <laughs> back using my own system of really navigating leveling up my mind so that way it can align with the vision that God has given me for my life. So we can align with the, the emotions that I want to feel on a daily basis. So we can align with the income that I want to attract in my life. So it can align with, you know, the clients that I want to work with, like legitimately all across the board. It's like, I already have been doing this work, but to have this, like, I don't even know, like this, this, I don't even know what to call it, y'all. Like a step-by-step process? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just get into it. So um, with that in mind, <laughs> with this course uh, that I had created a few years ago, um, the course was called My Five Steps to Mindset Mastery. And actually, this was more of like the masterclass that was a kind of an overview of what the people would learn before they actually started to work with me one-on-one, which I had the beautiful opportunity of working with like five women guiding them through this process um and so basically this five steps to mindset mastery and basically is about how success truly starts with the mind um and my whole vision with this process was basically incorporating the concepts and the um the yeah pretty much the concepts of the growth mindset theory um by carol dweck um and really implementing them on a in a way that is simple, that is practical, that is results driven, that is passion driven, and you know all the things that makes us feel good, like flexible, like how I was talking about yesterday um, in yesterday's episode, um, the power of prayer, and I was talking or prayer is power. Um, I was talking about how. Um, you know, basically looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and just how even Maslow realized, like, you know, this is not a linear system. The system and how the, the individual goes through it is kind of reflective of who they are as a person. And so this is sort of my take on uh, a lot of these concepts and these theories and these things that we've already been shown and we've already been taught, so to speak, um, or exposed to, and but not really sure how to make it practical, you know? Um, but basically... You're going to learn the five-step process. I'm going to share with you the five-step process, at least, um, of how I approach transformation and how I approach transition in my life. Um, and then you're going to learn how to uh, implement improvement in the moment right now.
So, like I said, I really want to talk about the sacred daily practice, okay? And I let's just say that it's a sacred daily practice of implementing improvement. Um, that's really what it is because, you know, at the end of the day, every single day we get better and better. And so when I think about my personal journey um, and just, you know, how at 30 years old, you know, being in entrepreneurship for like four or five years um, full time at that, but running my business since 2017, but I think all the way back to when I had my first, like, let's call it dark night of the soul, because that's, that's what the internet calls it. Um, but it was really a hard night for me. And this night was like a pivotal transformation within my psyche. It was a major transformation in my relationship with God. It was my it was a transformation in my relationship with my family, with myself, with my power, my purpose. Like I this that night in 2012, I literally over I I, I cheated death. Essentially, I legitimately cheated death because quote unquote, let's call him the devil, you know, that that negative energy, that low vibrational, okay, the low vibrational energy since that's the trigger word these days, <laughs> thanks to Coach Stormy. Um, but though, you know, that that we experience, we do experience low vibration, you know, and in the experience of having those low vibrational moments, we most definitely make low vibrational choices. Um, and I'm not like trying to use that word in a way to say that I agree with the approach that Coach Stormy took. However, I do understand the sentiment that she was trying to point at. Now, um, in 2012, I really experienced like deep, deep levels of depression, imposter syndrome, self-doubt. Mind you, I was in like my third year of college, desperately trying to stay afloat with passing my classes. I was re like repeatedly put on academic probation. Like these are things that nobody really knows about because I was just like, it was a reflection of where I knew I was in my journey at that time. And honestly, like that was all what was leading up into this real dark, this really dark day that I truly overcame just literally with the mind, with the power of my mind. Um, and I, you know, like I, I mentioned how, you know, at that time I felt really disconnected from source. I really feared failure. Like I feared disappointing my family and my support system by dropping out of school and, you know, like just doing, doing what I know that I, what was going to make me feel good and give me another opportunity or even a clean slate to take control of my life and really transform my life in the direction that I truly wanted it. So, um, I, during this time, a few years later, after 2012, I started to work out. I started to go vegan, um, I, or not even started to go vegan. I went vegetarian, then fully went vegan. I was like a gym whore. I was, I was a, I was a bookworm again because I hadn't really read for leisure because reading was like a part of the process to go to pass classes. So to add leisure reading on top of that, it was just not my thing. Um, but I just remember adopting a cleaner way of living after having that moment, after having that life, that, that life-changing experience. And I really started to like research, because like I said, I was a bookworm, or I am a bookworm, but at that time I was reigniting my passion for reading and, and, and learning from others through reading. Um, and so that's where I stumbled across like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which is a 
I love that book so much. I have to get the first one. I'm currently reading You Are a Badass at Making Money, but I need that first book. I had it, but I lent, I loaned it to someone who, I was like, I, I just got so much out of this book. You have to read this. Um, it's a love language. <laughs> um, but I started to just research a lot of, I just started to research to find systems that would help me truly create my life. Like, how can I induce happiness for myself or even figure out what's or figure out what I do like to do? And so that's when I discovered the growth mindset um, uh, and just, you know, the, the psychology around success. And, you know, I really started to implement a lot of what I was reading by just taking ownership of myself. Like that was my very first step. Um, and then, you know, from just doing that and just owning and taking responsibility for myself, I really started to create opportunities for myself as well. And, you know, I started to just really grow. Okay. And I, what I put in this presentation that I'm reading from, <laughs> because I really, I just, I wanted to share this with you guys, like, you know, just because this is like a reflective moment, but it's truly like in the best way possible, the process that I take. Um, but like I said, the rest was in alignment after that. So, you know, really experiencing, like I said, that quote unquote dark night of the soul, really having to face your shadow, really having to take accountability for, you know, how you feel and how you want versus how you want to feel. Um, I do want to pose the question, what does failure actually look like to you? And how do you process failure? Like when you do experience failure. So how do you define failure? And then based on that definition, when you experience failure, based on that definition, how do you process it? And for me, failure, like I said before, failure looked like not following the blueprint that my parent ha my parents have laid out in front of me, you know, not taking, you know, full advantage of this opp the opportunity of being a college student, like being a first generation college student, like that was a blessing and a curse all at the same time. But the perspective, right? Instead of taking on that perspective and that energy of what was me like I had for like up until 2012, um, it, you know, it's it's really about looking, for, seeing the cup from half full and not half, you know, not empty, not almost out, right? Um, so yeah, so define failure for yourself. You know, what does failure, how do you define failure for yourself? Because, and even if, that definition of failure is connected to maybe your family. Like for example, me failing today is, I define failure as not being able to live freedom, live in freedom. That's failure for me. If I feel like I am not doing what makes my heart purr for real, for real, like if I am not living in my truth for the day, for the month, for the year, for that season, whatever, it, wherever I am where I, and, I'm, and I'm in that space, you know, that that's failure for me. Failure is, you know, not taking care of your responsibilities, you know, choosing to choosing instant gratification in terms instead of long term peace of mind. Right. So that's failure for me right now. So because I define that as fail, because I define the way I define failure in any way that I process that I deviate from that definition right if any moment that i give in or give in to that definition and i am you know if i don't if i do give in to instant gratification instead of long-term peace of mind if i do you know what i'm saying doubt myself or if i do you know make decisions based out of fear and doubt and stuff like that how do i process that after i've made that decision and, and moved in that space 
how do I process it, right? And a lot of times me processing failure, it looks different, <laughs> but lately it has been, it has been starting with forgiveness, right? So one, you gotta, actually it starts with awareness. You gotta be aware of, you know, where you feel like you failed. And once you are, once you identify that space, then you can start to forgive yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, you were given a set of choices. And a lot of times, for, at least for me, whenever I am choosing out of fear, I'm failing myself. <laughs> whenever I make a decision out of inst for instant gratification, I am failing myself. And that may seem harsh for a lot of people. That may seem like, oh my God, Joe, that's kind of ex that's kind of extreme. That's just me, right? So that's what I'm saying. I'm inviting you to define failure for yourself. And once you define failure, based on that definition, create a process on how you transition and how you process the failure. So in my research of, you know, really learning like mindset, learning the psychology behind choices and decision-making, learning the psychology behind how emotions determine our outcome, the subconscious psychology, like I'm into all of those things, okay? Um, if, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> and if you're new here, you're probably like, oh yeah, she a little deep. Or, you know, maybe I'm not even up, who knows? Um, I like to think I'm a little deep. But uh, in my research of mindset, right? Mindset hacking is what I would like to call it. I discovered what, or at least within Carol uh, Carol Dweck's theory, is she talks about the power of yet. She talks about how you can't really get into this uh, belief that, or I'll say this, I'll say this, based off the words that we choose and the affirmations that we choose to cover ourselves with, um, and if, I'm sorry, if you hear knocking, that's my washer and dryer doing laundry. Um, but if you um, if you are a person who maybe have negative self-talk, right, adding yet to your negative self-talk just salt bathes a little bit of possibility that it could go a completely different way, right? So for example, if you are a person who uses can't and everything that challenges you, okay, if you are like, I can't do this, I can't say this. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, then I want to encourage you to add yet to that statement. So if you're like, I can't, I can't purchase a home. Instead of making that a definite statement, you would make, you would make that statement. I can't purchase a home yet because that opens up the opportunity for possibility. You can also say, you know, instead of, for example, like for me, this was something that I was just like, you know, I don't think that, you know, I'm going to have the multi-millionaire, million dollar business. Like, I don't think I'll have the impact that, you know, I really want to make in this world. Like what I do doesn't actually work. Like these were some things that I was actually saying. And I had to remind myself, like, you know what? That yet, like, you know, I'm not able to do this yet. This doesn't work just yet. Right. Um, if there's something that I'm looking for, or if someone asks me a question, I don't just leave it at, I don't know. It's, I don't know yet, okay? Um, it's not that you can't learn. It just doesn't make sense yet, okay? It's not that you can't get it or you don't get it. You just don't get it yet, okay? It's not that you're not good at it. You're just not good at that thing yet, right? And yet gives you so much power because yet, 
creates an invitation to investigate, yet creates an invitation to to observe, analyze, learn some more. Like that is the power of yeah, y'all. Like that is lit. That is so lit. So when you think about mindset, okay, especially with the daily practice of navigating how you want to perceive your reality, navigating how you want to design your life, right? You can have a growth mindset where, like I said, you it's like you have this vision for your life, but you know that you, you know, it's not that it's impossible. You just haven't achieved it yet, right? Or you may have a fixed mindset where that yet, that yet piece doesn't even exist. It's like you like, I can have these visions all day long, but I can't get it. I just won't get it, right? You, that is a fixed mindset. Um, and that is what messes us up. It's really what messes us up. <laughs> it's really what messes us up in the process of manifestation. Like if we talking about law of attraction and manifestation, we cannot go into those practices, those walks, those lifestyles um, with a fixed mindset. It's impossible because if that means that your, your mind is going to be stuck on what was while your spirit and your body is trying to move forward. And then you find yourself where everything that you have spiritually and physically uh designed because your mind wasn't in the mix it's gonna collapse like i'm speaking from experience like it's going to collapse so it's important that your mind body soul is in alignment at all times especially in the process of manifestation right so to bring the mind to where your body and your spirit may be right even with like thinking about highly sensitive professionals right and this is some, this is, these are people that I truly work with. Um, I really enjoy working with people who can resonate with knowing what it feels like to know what a room feels like. You know what I mean? Like I like to speak and work with people who can resonate or who can uh, understand what it feels like to absolutely not know why you may be feeling the way that you're feeling, you're just feeling the things, right? Feeling all of the things and needing flexibility Flexibility is essential for you to process and release those emotions, those feelings, those anxieties or whatever, right? Like I like working with highly sensitive professionals. And what I've learned is that a lot of people who are highly sensitive and professional, whether they're corporate or entrepreneurs, um, they need some, they need productivity and they need play. Like that is, that is essential. And that play aspect allows that growth mindset to stay curious. It allows that growth mindset to, to really see the opportunities that can be created um, based on needs that just aren't met. Rather it be, again, serving others or, you know, leveling up in your uh, company that you work for. Like it just truly depends. And with that imposter syndrome is a really big issue especially with like black indigenous and people of, and professionals of color period like it, a lot a lot like a lot a lot a lot of them really experience like seasons of am i worthy of this seasons of do i belong here seasons of am i qualified seasons of Fill in the blank, okay, of any like self-questioning, self-doubting belief, you know, that can keep you from either achieving the what you actually desire or maintaining what you've already accomplished and owning it from a space of love, compassion, and badassness, like, and just like authenticity, like, this is who I am. I, it's, it's okay that I'm this way. Um, 
so yeah, so I want to share with you how I transition, how I use my mind to catch up with my body and my spirit. So I identify what my reality is. Like I identify like what is my truth right now? Where am I? Where is my point A right now? Like I know that and, and my biggest focus right now is my business. So when I use this concept to grow in business, right? To shift my mind to or or catch my mind up uh with my body and my spirit in my pursuit of success. Um, I need to identify where my mind is in this moment. Like, how do I perceive my business in this moment? How do I perceive my skill set, my services? You know, all of the things like what are what is what is the feeling? What is the energy behind that? Um, and then I decided where I actually want like I decide I, I am deciding actually in the moment of my business of where and how I actually want to position it in the marketplace. And the part about this is not feeling pressured to make those decisions right away. Like, and no matter what part, what, if this is your business, your relationship, your, your personal, like whatever, whatever area of your life, like you do not have to rush this process of deciding where you want to go. Like you want that to be the clearest vision yet. Like if you have to sit on that question for so long, where do I want to go in my life? Where do I want to go in my relationship? Where do I want to go in my career? Where do I want to go in my dad? Like fill in the blank, right? Where do you want to go with that? Um, and then once you, once you decide, Create the plan based off the information that you have already. This is the part where I kind of struggle with, and I won't say, no, I actually, I won't say struggle. I often have to overcome is because I always think my first plan is the one. That's the one. It's the one plan that's going to get it to the boop, boop. It's going to happen. It's going to be the one. It is boom. And the issue typically happens when we don't commit to that plan, right? Because, and usually this is because of shiny object syndrome where, you know, <laughs> we see something shiny that we feel like it's going to create a, a, a shortcut to our outcome when actually it just, it just deviates you from your plan that you already had in place because your plan could have definitely been that one, but because you didn't commit to the plan, you don't even know. You don't even, you, you have no idea because you're, you're over here trying to add in the cheat codes so you can get the shortcuts, right? So let's not do that, right? And then with that, after you know you are, you know where you want to go, you know how you want to get there. Now it's time to implement improvement every single day, right? So the sacred practice of implementing improvement looks like getting better every single day, making the choice every single day. And I use the I use the example of exercising a lot because I feel like everybody can that's something that everybody can initiate, but it's not every it's not something that everybody can commit to. And in the in the practice of implementing improvement with the workout with working out or exercising as as the example this is when you go to the gym every single day right that first 30 days you're like this is implementing improvement because it like they say it takes 21 days to make a habit so really it only takes you 21 days to implement improvement before it becomes your lifestyle before it becomes your routine at least right and once whatever becomes your routine then becomes your lifestyle so give yourself 21 days to implement improvement right? Give yourself 21 days. Or if you were, if you're a little witchy like me, okay, give yourself 13 days because 13 is the number of death. Okay. 13 is the number of death. And it's also the number of rebirth. Get into Scorpio. Okay. We're, we're in Scorpio. The, the South node is in Scorpio right now. So we are literally legitimately reevaluating our systems, our processes, what we want, like what we value, what we what, like that Taurus energy, we're re, like we're transforming what we view, how we see comfort, how we see stability, how we see processes, systems, things that take a little bit of time. Like 
you got to understand that whatever it is that you're manifesting right now in this moment in 2022 as i talk to you in quarter four it's going to take some time but this is the beautiful thing about time is time is essentially a construct right that we actually have no control over so if god says that all you got to do is give me some time that time is according to god's definition god's timeline that's what we call divine timing so when we commit and we implement improvement every single day and we just that's where we that's our that's what we got that's the assignment that god gave us to to focus on while i go over here and work this miracle i need you to implement improvement every single day okay i need you to implement improvement every single day right so that's like they say getting one percent better okay so ask yourself what does it look like what does my daily action items look like for getting to where it is that i want to be okay and what way can i track that process right so find ways right for a lot of times for working out it's you know maybe you lose an inches maybe you weigh in every week like maybe you kind of go visually gauge like how your clothes fit like what how do you track your process and then the very last step is power your passion okay so put power in your passion this is about choosing one activity that gives you joy okay and I always like to think of you need one fun activity and then like one like activity that is about working or something like that. So I, like as I'm reading the four hour work week, um, the author talks about what what he did for money versus what he did with his time is two different things. So when people ask him, what does he do? He always he, he jokingly responds, I'm a drug dealer. But what he does for money, he sells multivitamins for fitness and all that stuff. But what he does with his time is he's a dancer, he's a traveler, he's a, you know, adventurous person. He likes to travel, travel the world. He likes to, you know what I'm saying, coach and teach and do all these things. Like that's what he does with his time. But how he gets money is completely different. So what is your passion? What is your passion for leisure? And then what is the passion that really allows you to master your skill set? And then once you create that process, create that plan, you are in the money. You are in the money. I can say, I can guarantee that when, following your plan and and, re, and revising your plan and allowing God to give you inspired action on your plan, that is, that's the plan. <laughs> so going back to that, you know, process of knowing that you know what your reality is, you know where you want to go, now create that plan to get there and commit to that plan and be flexible. Think about that plan as like a relationship, real Libra season. So think about it like a relationship. What type, what's re what's required of you? What's the, uh, the uh, expectation of effort in order for this plan to work for you? And how can you track that? How can you track that it's working? Because if you can track that it's working, you can also track that it's not working. And if it's not working, then you have to go, you know, allow God to give you that inspired action to pivot and not allow shiny syndrome to distract you from where it is that you're supposed to be, okay? So the daily, the sacred daily practice of implementing improvement just looks like following your nudge, okay? It looks like committing to your plan. It looks like connecting with God and just allowing yourself to know where you are, know where you wanna be and how you wanna get there and doing something every single day to honor that vision. Um, and then, you know, adding the cherry on top that is your passion. And I promise you, you will love it. You will love it. You will love it. You will love it. I really appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. I hope this episode wasn't too long. But I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace.